Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. Is Kawhi Leonard's time in L.A. over? The Pelicans have all but signed their next head coach, plus an ultimatum for the A's and a potential end to baseball in Oakland. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. It turns out Kawhi Leonard's injury was no laughing matter. Sham Sarania, first to report that Kawhi Leonard had surgery to repair a partially torn right ACL. A, a grade two ACL tear put Spencer Didwitty out for more than 60 games. It took him about six months to be cleared for basketball activities, which would put Kawhi's recovery well into the next NBA season. Joining me now, the man, the myth, the mustache, Charles Mockler, <laughs> host of Locked On Clippers. And and Charles, the Clippers have some decisions here to make on Kawhi Leonard. How does this affect his future in L.A.? Well, it's funny because, I mean, it's, it's Kawhi's decision, right? Like he can choose, um, you know, to either opt in or opt out. He mentioned preseason that if he were healthy, he was going to opt out, which makes sense from a money perspective and how these Supermax, con- Supermax contracts work. I don't think that was too jarring for anybody to hear. But now, I mean, there was some chatter among the fan base on what a long-term deal looks like with Kawhi if he were to be seriously injured. Um, and now we're in that reality and it'll be interesting. Um, I think he might opt in and get the extension, but I mean, all we all we literally can do now because of how Kawhi, uh, quiet Kawhi's camp is and the Clippers medical staff in general is just wait for another apparent, you know, random Tuesday news dump. Maybe we should change his nickname to Kawhi because that does <laughs> seem like how he operates a lot of the time. Uh, This is an interesting situation because he is a superstar. He is one of the five best pick a number, one of the best players in the league. And and Kevin Durant was coming off uh, a worse injury when he got a top of market deal in Brooklyn. So it's not like someone won't give him the money, right? Yeah. I mean, to think that his value is any with the way the contracts are set up in the NBA, he's a max player, no matter what kind of max you have to offer. Um, That's just the nature of how the salary cap set up and it's the nature of what happens when, like you said, you're a top five, three, whatever you want to say player. So if, if you're trying to plan now and, and let's just say Kawhi is back in some capacity in LA, do you have to plan for, okay, he's not going to be there for the first three months of the season. So maybe it's more important that you can grab some sort of wing scoring wing defense, uh, whatever it is, because if you're the Clippers, you're probably watching this finals going, man, if Kawhi were healthy, we, we could be there. Yeah, uh, I think every Clippers fan is watching this and thinking we would be in the finals right now if everyone was healthy. But I also think the finals and the playoffs in general and the regular season showed that Paul George can carry this team when Kawhi Leonard is out. So I'm not sure there's any panic mode from the Clippers front office. We do know all too well that they will make trades to get things done, no matter how large they are or how significant the player's performance was, even just the day before being traded, um, that they'll do what they need to get it done. But I don't think there's anything to panic about. Um, we, we saw what this team can do, you know, minus Surge, minus Zoo, minus Kawhi, still took the, the Suns to six. So I think they're going to kind of stand pat. I think if they run the roster back, that's all you can really do. Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, 
The Pelicans have all but signed their next head coach. That's next. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The American League beat the National League 5-2 in the All-Star Game, and your winning pitcher was none other than Shohei Otani. Shohei started for the AL throwing one inning and not giving up any hits or runs. He also didn't get any hits with his two at-bats. Remember, that's crazy that he did both of those things. Absolutely crazy. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. got a hit, a home run that went 468 feet and was the shot of the night that helped him take home the MVP award. The American League has now won the last eight All-Star games, tying the second longest win streak in All-Star game history. The National League won eight straight from 63 to 70. The longest win streak in history is 11 games set by the National League from 1972 to 1982. Before the All-Star Game, Commissioner Rob Manfred talked about a few changes that could be coming to Major League Baseball. The first is the seven-inning doubleheaders, which he explained was a COVID-19 decision that likely won't stick around after this season, saying, quote, when we adopted seven-inning doubleheaders for the year, we didn't know the country was going to look like it does now. We were scared it was going to look very different. He then talked about banning the shift, saying, quote, let's just say you regulated the shift by requiring two infielders on each side of second base. What does that do? It makes the game look like what it looked like when I was 12 years old. It's not change. It's kind of restoration. That's why people are in favor. Front offices in general believe it will have a positive effect on the play of the game. Team USA men's basketball stabilized itself by putting together the most complete game of its Olympic preparation schedule, beating Argentina 108-80 on Tuesday night after back-to-back -back losses. That's right, back-to-back -back losses to Nigeria and Australia. They put it together with just 12 days before the Olympic opener in Tokyo. Coach Greg Popovich cited conditioning as a reason the Americans faded down the stretch in the two losses after a heavy schedule for most of the players over the last 12 months. Players taking time to rest was expected after their seasons ended, but it seems to have contributed to the slow start. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for this month on betonline.ag. The NBA draft is less than three weeks away, and the first overall pick might be a lock, but you can still bet on it. The betonline.ag lines for the first pick in the NBA draft are Cade Cunningham is minus 2,500. Oof. The prohibitive favorite, Evan Mobley, is a 10-to-1 underdog, Jalen Green, 10-to-1 Jalen Suggs, 14-to-1 Jonathan Kaminga, at 20 to 1. For all of your NBA finals, MLB, Olympics, and golf lines, betonline.ag has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at betonline and use the promo code LOCKED ON for that 50% welcome bonus. Here is another story you need to know. Pretty soon, Phoenix Suns assistant Willie Green could be the future head coach of the New Orleans Pelicans, as well as an NBA champion, would be a pretty good couple days for Willie Green joining me now locked on a Pelicans host Jake Madison and, and Jake we are jumping the gun a little bit on this because when Adrian Wojnarowski says something everyone listens uh and sometimes it seems like uh teams actually make decisions based on tweets rather than than making those decisions uh but what does what does Willie Green bring to the Pelicans that they need right now 
Yeah, look, he's going to be the next head coach of the Pelicans. I think this was their way of announcing it without officially announcing it and letting him get through these NBA finals. He brings a a much-needed breath of fresh air, I think, from the tenure, the one-year tenure, nine-month tenure of Stan Van Gundy, which clearly didn't work out. An older head coach who wasn't really able to relate to the players, get their buy-in to try and compete at the highest level, which really led to the disappointing season we saw from the Pelicans last year. Willie uh, Willie Green comes in as a little bit younger, a guy that can maybe relate to these players a little bit more. You've heard Chris Paul and some of the other Phoenix Suns really speak to his ability to talk to them, to get their buy-in, to get them playing defense, offense, whatever their role might be. And I think that's what David Griffin in the Pelicans front office is looking at trying to kind of achieve here in New Orleans. Someone that can speak to Zion, speak to Brandon Ingram, get them playing on the defensive side of the ball, buying into their roles offensively and seeing if maybe that approach rather than the disciplinarian approach of Stan Van Gundy is the way to get back into the postseason. Well, and, and aren't the Phoenix Suns sort of the perfect example of this, that that they can be so sound, so fundamentally sound, have their defensive rotations and assignments on point and still run an offense that caters to their specific traits their specific abilities which is essentially the opposite of what we saw on all accounts really in new orleans last year yeah i i think they're trying to kind of emulate the sun's model to a certain degree and when you see willie green and one of the things i've been watching in these finals is you see him running some of the huddles right We've seen that clip of Monty Williams talking to DeAndre Ayton, but there's just as many of Willie Green speaking to Chris Paul or some of the other role players or Devin Booker even on this team trying to tell them exactly what they need to do. And one thing I've noticed from this Phoenix Suns team is it just jumps off the screen at you is how well coached that they are and how adaptable they are and they kind of fit to the players perfectly. And I think that's what New Orleans is really looking for. And look, David Griffin also wants someone that's going to take his input. Stan Van Gundy bristled at that. Alvin Gentry bristled at that. And that's why they only uh, served one year under him. I think a younger head coach coming in will listen to the feedback from the front office, be able to kind of really cater to the players and what this front office vision is. And I think that's why this looks like it could be a successful marriage. Could baseball be over in Oakland? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. The protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Nine delicious base flavors, plus limited time flavors. Coconut, almond, peanut butter, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, double chocolate was the bar that hooked me on to Built Bar. It is outrageously good. And the consistency is what really sold it because it's not grainy. It's not granularly. It's not chunky. It is just delicious, smooth, rich flavors. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. In a bit of a surprising move, Rob Manfred, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, offered an ultimatum of sorts saying that if the Oakland A's cannot come up with a new stadium, that relocation, whether it's Las Vegas or, as he said, a broader array of cities, will be considered. That puts pressure now on some local votes for a plan moving together in the Bay Area. Joining me now to discuss that and more, host of Locked on A's, Jason Burke. So, Jason, where do we stand as of right now with this new stadium trying to keep the A's in the Bay Area? 
right now we have a a big release date uh you know Friday, big release day for movies and also term sheets in <laughs> Oakland. Um, it's going to be, you know, everybody's going to want to see it's going to be released to the public what the city has been working on in their version of the term sheet, which it, they will then be voting on on Tuesday, July 20th. So a week from as we're recording this, um, it, it's going to be the big non-binding vote for the city council to be voting on whether or not Howard Terminal is viable. And then from there, there's a lot of other, if they get a yay vote, then there's a lot of other hurdles that they're going to have to face. But th this is a big vote that we've been waiting on for a couple of months. We talked about it the last time I was here. Um, yeah, it, that's that's the vote right there. And you see, if it's a yay, there's still a lot of other hurdles. If it's a nay, it's it doesn't mean that baseball is dead in Oakland, but it's not the vote that you want. So uh, th that's what we're going for right now. Am I going to get in trouble with with Oakland people for calling Oakland the Bay Area? Is that is there a provincial issue there? Oh no, that's fine. We're totally the Bay Area. Okay, I just want to make sure. People like in Fairfield say they're the Bay Area, and they're not. <laughs> Do not listen to Fairfield. They're not. So what is the? Let's say there is a no vote. You said it is not the death of baseball in Oakland. If well, there is a no yes. vote, what is the recourse? If there's a no vote, I mean. Uh, I was just watching something uh, in a little bit of preparation for some of the questions that you may ask. And they actually talked about how when the Giants, uh, the, the city of San Francisco was like, no, you're not staying here. And they were like, fine, we're moving to Tampa. It looked like Tampa was a done deal. And then the city of San Francisco got together and they, they whipped everybody into shape. And they actually ended up getting Pac Bell Park, now Oracle Park. Uh, so they got a deal done. It looks like that is something that could happen. Or maybe John Fisher is like... Las Vegas isn't viable. These other places aren't as viable. I'll just sell the team to a local group of investors. That's another path. These are obviously pipe dreams, you know, as an A's fan, hoping that they stay in Oakland. But those are, you know, ones are an example from history from just, you know, 30 years ago that actually happened. And then the other one is what, what I would like. It, it would get, keep the A's in Oakland and also get the A's new ownership. So that is something that could happen. But obviously you want to get that yes vote on Tuesday and, uh, that, that's what I'm hoping for, honestly, but it doesn't mean that if they don't get it, that it's not necessary, that they're going to be moving, uh, you know, end of sentence. And finally, the Los Angeles Angels made unique draft history this week. They made 20 picks in the 20 round selection and drafted 20 pitchers. The only other team to select all pitchers in a draft was the Miami Marlins, who did it. Mm, a year ago, but Major League Baseball shortened that draft to just five rounds due to the COVID-19 pandemic, so not exactly the same. The Angels currently ranked 12th in the AL with a 4.90 ERA, and the starting rotation has a, get this, ERA of 5.06. Absolutely brutal. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts coming up Thursday. Would Ben Simmons make a good fit? In Dallas, we'll have the latest with the Sixers' efforts to trade him. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.